well, here we are. Here we are. Sitting at our kitchen table. Cammie is making cookies. Decorating them. Yes, decorating. We've made it to decorating. They're very fancy cookies. Making sounds like you. Making it just sounds like um, slabbing spoonfuls of cookie dough on a sheet pan. That's not true. You're making very fancy cookies. Decorating gourmet vanilla bean cookies with royal icing. So some people that listen to this podcast know that you used to make really fancy royal icing cookies. Yes. Are you going to make more cookies? I I have I have opened up some space in my schedule. Okay. For limited limited quantities of these fancy cookies available to the public. So sugar is sort of back. Sugar light like diet sugar. Oh, <laughs> sugar zero. New and improved taste. Same, same sugar. Same flavor. Less less availability. Okay. Well, so this is um, a special episode of Weekly where, um, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year and there's only 50 states. And so uh, I thought it would be fun to go back to the beginning of Weekly, episode one Mm -hmm. of season one. I was there for that. When you were the first guest on Weekly and we talked about goals for 2017. Yeah. And... um, we're in a completely different place in life in almost every way except where we live. Yeah. Because we did it about seven feet away from here. We did. In our playroom. Podcasting in the playroom. Playroom podcast. And now we're in the kitchen. And um, so I just want to talk about uh, kind of a year in review and, and like go back to catch up. Yeah. Like back to the future. Our dogs are still running. That was a dog parade. They, they do not respect... The podcast, and that's fine. Um, so, okay, so last year we talked about goals, and you shared some stuff about goals and, like, power sheets and all these things that you yeah. were pretty into. Yeah. And so, what's what does 2018 look like for Cami? Well, it looks a little different, a lot different in terms of goals, um, mostly because I actually accomplished a lot of what I set out to do in 2017. That's true. Which was a lot of filling in, you know, a lot of my time and using some more of my talents that were kind of... Mm, Under the radar? They weren't... I was using them in my career as a full-time, work-at-home full-time mo- mother. Yes. Um, but I took them to... I took my skills to the streets. That's what happened. Yeah. And so, because of that, I don't have a whole lot of margin to fill. I have a lot of, like, maintenance to do yeah. in, like, a lot of the things that I accomplished last year. Okay. And so, that's that's kind of where this year is going for me. It's just kind of, like, improving on some things. Yeah. And maintaining some things that, that were huge wins for 2017. So, you made some pretty big goals in 2017. I did. And 2018, maybe you're just going to kind of continue on some of those same paths? I mean, yeah. It's like 2.0. I don't... Okay, so a lot of goal setting for me, especially last year, was about... I was feeling a lot of anxiety about unfulfilled, unused potential. That I knew that I had, but I wasn't using. Okay. And so I really put a lot of effort and action into pursuing different ideas and different, like, possibilities... 
and trying new things and failing at things and succeeding at other things. Sure. And so I don't have that same anxiety this year of, oh, what am I, like I need, I have so much to offer and I need a place to use it. Gotcha. I need a place to direct that. Now it's more of like, okay, I found outlets for for all of this energy and all this, you know, sort of like life force that I bring to the table. And now I just have to use it well. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, last year was the first year that I set legitimate goals mm-hmm. that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And I succeeded at some. Mm-hmm. And I completely failed at others. Yeah. It's and um, normal. it was okay. Yeah. But... All in all, 2017 was a crazy year. It really was. And it really could be divided up into two parts, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like pre-June. There was like a, it was like first half, second half. Yeah. It was a two-act year. I I found today, actually, the, your first day of school photo that I took of you. And it was the beginning of July or end of July. So it was really about, it was like a, almost a split of half the year was, was one thing. And then the other half was another thing. Yeah. So, in case you don't know, I changed jobs in the middle of last year and had been at a previous church for six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're not. Mm-hmm. Now we're at a different place, doing different things, mm-hmm. different people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, yeah, 2017 was like, um, it was like a two-act thing. Like, when you go see Hamilton and there's a break in the middle... <laughs> And you come back and there's a cabinet battle or something. I don't remember what starts act two. <laughs> but also we became obsessed with Hamilton this year. That happened. We had to even like take a break. We had to step away. We we were, okay, it's confession time. We were so obsessed with Hamilton, we would be driving in our cars to different places listening to Hamilton. Like, like almost synchronized. Yeah. Like we would be in <laughs> separate cars. Yeah. Going to work at two different places. And we would listen to Hamilton on the way. <laughs> and in, in, you know, miles apart, we were connected. It Just, was really beautiful. Yeah. And also hilarious. We're like, we live in the hills of East Tennessee. We, you could call us hillbillies. We are people, hill people at least. <laughs> at least hill people. Our ancestors were hillbillies. Sure. <laughs> I'm not afraid of my heritage. You no. know. But listen, hold on, let me finish. <laughs> okay. We're kind of the least likely candidates to be into anything to do with Broadway. Um, however, we find ourselves into it anyway. And I know we're a couple years late on the whole Hamilton thing. Right. But for us, we're like... We're still we're still really far ahead. We are. For I, make, I make Hamilton references almost every day and no one ever gets them. No. But... I'm not throwing away my shot at making a Hamilton reference, so. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. It's not funny. <laughs> yes, it is. It is funny. Because <laughs> there's a Hamilton reference about it. Yeah. I know. If you, yeah. So sorry. Meta. I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. So, so we did discover that we liked musicals. You rediscovered your love for musicals. Yes, I was. I, I, okay, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to listen to anything other than Christian music. Jump five. <laughs> I believe plus one plus is what one you're is looking the, for. Okay, sorry. Um, they were a Christian boy band. Yes, plus one. But then Disney Channel started playing their music videos, and it really confused my parents, and they weren't really sure what to do about oh. that. It was really a point of conflict. Anyway, sure. um, but I was able to like sort of participate in some 
you know, risque music in the theater world by doing, you know, participating in drama, drama club. Yeah. Um, and doing musicals like that at school. So it was kind of like my, like, nerdy, rebellious. <laughs> yes. You, you're, yes, you're so rebellious in drama. Listen to those Broadway musicals. Yes, don't rain on that parade. <laughs> they truly were a gateway, though, because now I, you know... I listen to all kinds of music. Oh, you're so secular. I know. <laughs> My parents were means. right. They gotcha. And now you love Hamilton. I, I was a weird high schooler in that. I listened to show tunes and Elvis and Frank Sinatra. You, you did love Elvis. I loved I loved The Temptations. I loved Diana Ross and The Supremes. Um, and for some reason, it was like, as long as it was older than like 50 years... 50 years or so. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Safe. Even though like Elvis, Elvis and Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, they, he has some lyrics that are not safe for yeah. young ears. Yeah. But, anyway, but he's, anywho. he's classy. So, um, anyway, so yeah, so we got into some, some music and, um, you got into a car wreck. I did. That was unfortunate. That was in the second act. That was in September. We were just. Okay. You, yeah. you got a new job this year. <laughs> yes. And right before that, I started working outside of our house bum, bum, bum. for the first time since we had the children. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a super challenging job. It's something that I've never done before, um, but it was exactly the right opportunity at exactly the right time. So yeah. that transition happened. Then you changed jobs. Yeah. And right after you. Then just cascading. Both of our kids started going to school. Yeah. And then we thought we were finally like, we're juggling all this life change and stress of like schedules and babysitters and all this stuff. Yeah. And we were like, yes, we've arrived. The kids are both in school. We can do this. Yep. And then two weeks later, yep. I got a concussion in a car accident. Yeah. And we were not home free anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cammie really hurt herself. And. I wasn't sure how bad it was until I, you called me. I was in Abingdon at the office and you said, oh, someone rear-ended me. I'm okay, but I mean, the car's smashed. So I jump in the car, fly. I get to. to it was like 40 miles away. It was, I was a long way away and you were out by the airport. And so I went really fast. I drove really fast. I called a couple of people and told them what, where I was and what I was doing. So mm-hmm. And then, and then I, like on my way, I was just sort of worried about the car because I thought you were fine. Mm-hmm. And then I got there and saw. How I'm like ba- really good under pressure in terms of like seemingly being all put together. Yes. In a crisis, I'm the one who's like, everyone, let's take a breath. You call nine one one, and you, yeah. you know. And so I remember calling you and being like, yeah. you do not need to freak out because I'm not bleeding. I am not broken. <laughs> None of my bones are protruding. Yeah. I was in a car accident, but the police are on their way. Like, I remember, like, anyway, that's normal for me. I just. So I rem- see. So I get there and I see the car. So, oh, wait, hold on. Well, I think people call it overfunctioning. Yes, you were. <laughs> and you were like calming me, like, I'm okay. It's okay. Just, you may want to probably come here. Mm hmm. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, but I'm, but I'm freaking out because I, I don't know. Like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and see how smashed up the car is. Yeah. And I'm like, you cannot be okay. Uh, well, which you I were quickly not. realized after I called you. Yeah. You started well, breaking down. Well, my head started hurting really badly. And there were people around who kept asking me questions like, where do you live? And I kept telling them, here. 
I live here. You know, like here. And I was like waving my arms. I live like here. And they were like, oh, no, ma'am. What's your address? And I remember looking at them like, why didn't you just say that? Like, I live around here. Yeah. But you want my address? Okay. So we so we <laughs> And were, then hold yeah, on. Okay. They also kept asking me, Do you need an ambulance? And I kept telling them, I've never needed an ambulance before. Do I need an ambulance? What is it what do you need to, to do to have to need an ambulance? And no one like I guess because they don't know who I am. Yeah, you needed an ambulance. I really did. I really did. So I became your ambulance. But I was like, I guess because I'm not bleeding or none of my bones are protruding. Like, I guess I'm fine. So you did not look bad. No. Everything that was was kind of wrong was in your brain. And even with the concussion, I was still, I was over functioning. You were. I was like, it's, everything is going to be okay. It it took a while for your, I think, I mean, like lots of adrenaline, Mm -hmm. lots of all that, you know, kicking in. And then Mm -hmm. once that started wearing off after I got there, about five minutes into being there, I said, I have to take my wife to the hospital. And we just left our car there with the police. I remember feeling like there was like peanut butter in my mouth. Like it became so difficult to make words come out of my mouth. Yeah. And they were like, not the right words that were supposed to be coming out of my mouth. No. And so I just kept trying to talk to you in the car and you were just kind of really struggling but pretend, but like overemphasizing things like you weren't. But I could tell it was fading. Yeah, you're you're going down. So we get to the hospital, to the ER, and it only we only had to wait five hours. Six hours. Six hours. It was six hours. It was awful. Um, and I was in a neck brace. Yeah, yeah, you were. Man, that's that was a horrible was just experience. Scary. It was just so, scary. So that was bad. And then you kind of seemed a little bit better. Like they gave you some some medicine. Mm-hmm. Some just like kind of high strength like Tylenol and some pain meds. And so then we went home and you went to bed. Yeah, I was like texting my boss. I'm like, I'll be in tomorrow. I think I'm fine. It's cool. (laughs) And then you and then you weren't fine. Day two and three got progressively exponentially worse. I was catatonic. I really was just like. Yeah, it was scary. I couldn't really do anything but just like stare and get. I was so frustrated. Yeah. When you would ask me questions like, <laughs> like, are you can okay? I, can I bring you something to drink? I remember being enraged. Like, yeah. How can I possibly answer that question right now? Yeah, you you said that. <laughs> um, so I got so concerned that I called the ask a nurse line and talked to someone at the hospital, and they said. Um, you know, I told him what happened, told him what we did, told him about the concussion, told him about what was happening two days later. And she's like, okay, you know, sometimes it takes a couple days for those symptoms to really kick in. So we're, you need to make her a doctor's appointment pronto. So I did. So you've been seeing a doctor for a while yeah, and I think you're okay now. I had my like three month follow up yeah. just a couple of weeks ago and I, everything seems okay. Yeah. Um, it took about six or eight weeks for my like speech to return to normal yep. and for my for like for me to be able to process like a whole normal day of living. It took a couple of it months. was it was kind of like when you were pregnant a little bit. Pregnancy yeah. brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you couldn't remember to say like refrigerator. It was kind of like that. It was like playing taboo. Yeah. Like the game where there's a list of words that you can't say or something and you, you're trying to get you're trying to get someone else to say a word. To guess the word. And, like, it was like a game of taboo for everyone where I'm like, I can give you clues about the word I'm thinking about, but I cannot remember the word. Yeah. And it was like that for 
oh, wow. six or eight weeks. And even when you realize that and like we're even making jokes about it, it was still happening. Like, like I couldn't, I couldn't like make it like, better. We'll yeah. Get, we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Concussion, you know. So, <laughs> so that happened. So we did a big boy thing and we, we, um, you know, took out a loan and purchased a vehicle <laughs> that yeah. you smashed and, yeah. and then we got to, um, work with the insurance and get that nice and totaled yeah. and get another vehicle. It was really special. <clears throat> it's it was a big year. It's been a big boy, big year. Yeah. So man, like I feel like at the beginning of 2017, we had a lot of, um, life stability in, in some ways. And we were trying to make these sort of big goals to like work toward creating a better future. I like that you said stability. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it was super stagnant and uncomfortable and miserable in a lot of ways. Yeah. But stability sounds really nice. It sounds better. It's a really nice picture. So, if... I mean, it's true. If I'm being honest, I was just really sad at the beginning of 2017, and I needed some goals to keep me from just going into terrible depression. Yeah. So I started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah. Podcast. That's the only thing that kept me going for about 15 weeks. Yeah. And um, so, and then, I, and then I stopped doing the podcast because I got a new job and uh, it required all of my creative attention. Which is exciting. It was. It was amazing. I wasn't sad. Because you really needed, I mean, you started the podcast because you needed an outlet. Yeah. Like you needed a place to create and <clears throat> yeah, and use all of that energy. It was like the same, you know, same but different for me. Like I had yeah. unused potential. You had all this unused creative energy. Yeah. And so you finally, once you found a career where you could invest all of that, yeah, like, your other projects were like, oh, of, pause. <laughs> instead of waking up in the middle of the night thinking about podcast ideas, I would think about ideas for my job. And so, but now, 2018... It's sort of like a, it's just a beautiful thing where I had this idea and I'm just going to try it. And it's large and audacious, but. I think it's cool though, because it doesn't, you get to be creative and you get to like, you love networking. You love like meeting new people and interacting with new people and you get to do that, but you don't have like the pressure of filling the 45 minute. 20 minute, 30 minute void of yeah. a podcast by yourself. You get to do it with other people. I just, I, yeah, I literally just told someone that the other day because they were like, oh man, I can't believe you would try to do this. And I was like, it's way easier for me to interview 50 people yeah. than to write 50, like sort of, you know, outline treatments for a podcast. Yeah. Cause. And I've already given you some great material to include in all of your interviews. So. You have. You've done. You've been very helpful. I'll get a writing credit. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll put you. In the, <laughs> I'll put you in the in the show notes. But so, but one really cool thing that is happening that I hoped would happen is that I'm like finding all these people that I don't know to interview, and or people that know. It's kind of like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It, you know, and and so it's like a friend of a friend, and pretty like I would say that probably. Two thirds of the people that I'll end up interviewing, I don't know at all. Yeah. Um, or, or know only on Twitter. It's just so interesting that that is so exciting to you because you are describing my worst nightmare. <laughs> just interview. You just, I get to talk to 50 new people this yeah. year. And that makes me, it kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I'll, you want to hear the full extent of the conversations that I will have with every new person that I meet this year? Yeah, let's try it. Um, hi. Oh, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> so, like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I didn't uh, shower today. Ki- Did you? Okay, that was weird. All right. I have um, preschoolers. Uh, I don't usually bring that up with strangers because I don't str- like telling. Stranger danger. So, I'm just telling the whole internet. Um, 
Well, they won't know. Um, but like one-on-one conversations with people that I know, that's where sure. I'm, that's my that's sweet true. spot. Like okay. I love that. Um, but like one-on-ones with strangers, I'm like, yeah, I get real, my mouth gets real dry and I start getting hives and I get sweaty and yeah, this is why, but this is why I love you so much and why I loved dating you so much because I, my biggest insecurity was always like, I'm not going to be able to have anything to talk about. And yeah. then you came along and you have never stopped talking. That's true. That's why I have a podcast, honestly, because I just need to keep hearing the sound of my voice. And with you, I don't seem to run out of things to talk about. True. See, look at us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so on the podcast this year, the 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 aim is very. It's a large target, and really, I just want to know what people are excited about, how they're using technology, art, creativity. Um, and sort of intersecting that with their life and faith and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so I have all these cool people lined up that mm-hmm. um, some of them, like, I have a lot in common with. And yeah. some people that, that maybe I don't have a lot in common with. Yeah. But I'm excited just to kind of hear people's story because I think that we live, that the way that we use social media is making us worse human beings. I think, yeah. Okay. And that, and because... Not because the the medium is bad, but because we are, in, we're attracted to, connected to people that we are similar to. Mm-hmm. So you know your friends from high school on Facebook, and you know like people mm-hmm. you grew up with, and like, so all of these things have just become this like echo chamber. Yeah. And so, I don't know things that I don't know, so I want to meet people and experience things somewhat vicariously through them mm-hmm. and experience. Like, I want to know what it feels like to live in other parts of the country. Yeah. Without living there. So I'm just going to, like, interview them. I think that's awesome. And I'm excited about it. And I've met some really cool people already. Yeah. Like, already, even from, like, the beginning of this project, I pitched it to a handful of people and asked them if I could interview them. Yeah. So those are coming up over the next few weeks. But, like... Um, like, as we're taping this tonight, I have three interviews in the next week of people that I don't know. You are smiling right yeah. now. You're smiling so much right now. Yeah. That's amazing. So, are you going to interview me? Interview me? Yeah. So, um... This is good. I can... Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. So, here's what I want to know, Cammie Eaton. Um, That's Cammy Cross Eaton. Yeah. That's right. It just is a nice alliteration It is there. nice. If you don't put the cross in there, it sounds like my middle name is Meat, and I don't really like that. Cam yeah. Eaton. I love Meat. Cammy Cross Eaton is just... Yeah, I just made a sausage tacos, so they're delicious. So, okay, so Cammy Cross Eaton, um, what are you excited about in 2018? In 2018, I am excited about... Um, peace and joy... Mm. A lot of joy. That's really vague, but um, I am excited about not necessarily pursuing new ginormous things, but pursuing nuances of things that I'm already kind of in the middle of. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited about just not pursuing a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for you... I'm projecting this onto you, but I'm. This is what I see for you is like a a simplified year. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, but not simple as in like removing things, but like really digging into yeah some really specific things, um and and 
ultimately freeing up some space. Yeah. In your brain and in your life and like in your faith and in Mm -hmm. our home and all Mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. I mean, for the past several years, I've been casting a really wide net trying to figure out what do I enjoy? What, how would I like to spend my time? And this year I have, like, I've spent 2017 finding answers and I have some pretty good ones. And so I'm just excited about like living in this season, like doing these things that Mm. like enjoying the opportunities that have already come my way and making the most out of them. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about technology for a minute. Let's. We don't talk about like, like, you know, the ins and outs of technology. Like I like to do, we'll talk about the function of technology. Okay. What role do you think that, um, like social media and things like that are going to play in all this in 2018? Are you like upping that down in between? Like what, you know, I can't really answer this specific question without answering a bigger question, Okay. which is it deals with like a shift in my mindset in terms of, a purpose for me really in general, not just purpose of technology, but yeah. purpose in everything that I do. And, you know, up until 2017, I really, I'm a scrappy little fighter. I'm an advocate by nature yes. and I, I am most comfortable sort of defending those who can't defend themselves. It's just natural for me. Yeah. It's not always healthy. It hasn't always like gone well for me. <laughs> True. Um, and sometimes when I find myself, in the position of needing to be defended, I can really take take a person or an idea down looking after myself. And that I have used social media for that in the past. I have I have really used it as a platform to speak out against things that I found unjust or cruel. Um, and that was not popular always with the context, you know, religiously that I've been in or even culturally. Um yeah. But I can't help it, and I don't really think that I want to. Yeah. I like who I am. I like that I came this way. And so um, so I've used social media for those purposes, you know, and mixed with humor and sarcasm and, you know, a little extra bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like a, like, a, like a chocolate with a sea salt caramel kind of. Yeah. It's got a little... It's more like a little chili. It's like okay. a little... I like that, too. A little cayenne mm. in the dark chocolate there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rich and satisfying, but it hurts a little. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, you know... <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I love metaphors. I don't know. It's just, yeah, your it's life just is... a thing. So, so, I still believe that I am... I am always going to be an advocate by nature. I'm always going to be, I, f- I say this, I've said this before, but I feel called to the ministry of going first. Yeah. I'll be the first one to confess my imperfections and my, you know, my, oof. Yeah. My limitations in hopes that the next person will feel more comfortable doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that has not changed. But what has shifted is my mindset from feeling like I needed to take down corruption and take down injustice. Yeah. And really be more of a bridge to people who are in corrupt and unjust systems who see that things are wrong and want to make a change, but they don't have they don't have the skills, they don't even have the language yeah. to describe, you know, that sort of feeling inside of them. And so in twenty eighteen for me, 
Um, you know, I would like to use social media and technology in order to connect with other people in that way, in order to listen to people's stories and in order to give them the sort of tools and the words that I have been given over the last few years to sort of describe my experience and to help me get to the next thing, the next right step. Okay. It's lofty. It's vague. It's not very, uh, specific. It's not succinct. It's not, but you know what? It doesn't have I to be. I am a lady of contradictions. That is true. It's whatever. <laughs> I I feel like I've seen that shift already taking place in your life. And I think what it looks like is that you are sharing things in a way that also opens dialogue. Yeah. And maybe before you were had the same like passion and the same ideals yeah but you were sharing things in a very like matter of fact way well or like a very like stated way the difference is i was coming from a place of insecurity and in Mm. and just a self-preservation kind of i need to be right about things yeah and now you know i feel a lot more brave yeah i feel a lot more sort of secure in myself and in you know my place in this universe (laughs) Yeah. And because of that, I can be vulnerable and I can have dialogue and, and the conversation can support another point of view. Whereas before it needed to rely fully on me being right and me yeah. being, and me being, being the wrong. most right. right. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, only me, which is growth. I mean, that was sure. a big, that was a big point of growth in 2017 that happened for me and I'm still growing, but yeah. that, that shift that you noticed came very internally from a place of insecurity to honestly just like bravery yeah and i don't know it was a lot of work a lot of internal boring internal work we don't have to talk about it but sure. um yeah it resulted in a shift in how i pre- like how i had the conversations that i was having especially online yeah that's cool i think i mean i think it's cool to look back and it's worthwhile to look back and see where you were a year ago yeah two years ago and like where you are now and where you kind of want to be. And I think a lot can happen. I mean, a lot can happen in a year. Yeah. Like I'm sitting here just thinking about our conversation last year. And man, like literally everything in our life is different. Yeah. In pretty much every way. Yeah. We've never had, like we've had big years obviously with like children and more children and surgeries and mm-hmm. like difficulties like that. But we've never had a year of this much change externally. Yeah. In our sort of ecosystem. Yeah. And everything has been turned upside down. But at the same time, like I'm more excited than ever about life and about our family and about our marriage and relationship. Oh yeah. Um, I like you so much more than I did a year ago. I know. It's pretty cool. And so it is. I can like, okay, so here's a moment of, of honesty and transparency for me in 2017. And that is that, um, so we have gone to marriage counseling many times over the last couple of years. Yeah. But this year I went to counseling by myself mm-hmm. for several sessions mm-hmm. And that was super scary. Yeah. Because I'd never really done that before. I was always like pro doing it, just not for me to do that. And so what I learned was a lot of the issues that I thought that I had with you or our relationship or marriage, I learned actually were issues that I had with myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was holding a lot of sort of anger and aggression toward you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I was not assuming the best about you. Yeah. I was viewing everything through this sort of distorted lens. And, but that's all that I knew. Yeah. So that's all that I knew. Mm-hmm. It's like when it, it's, it, it's like looking at everything through like a fisheye lens, you know, like a GoPro camera. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, it's not right. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. I was just not seeing things clearly. And so everything was getting put through that system. And by going to counseling and working on myself and, and like really digging into like some deep stuff about my life and experience and personality and also learning like those things aren't bad. Yeah. Like going to counseling didn't fix me. It didn't even change me. Mm -hmm. I literally just have grown into myself. Yeah. And become okay with myself. Yeah. Flaws and all. And I've made some adjustments in the way that I, like, I'm, like, learning how to handle stress and handle different situations. Right. But I'm not any different than I was six months ago. But at the same time, I feel like I'm completely different. Yeah. And I'm just more of me. I think I had a different path, but landed in the same place. Yeah. And I think the overarching sort of lesson and sort of, like, therapeutic theme for both of us for the year was, you know, we were, we lived in this place of compliance. Mm. There were a lot of expectations and obligations and we were anticipating, like we were expected to just obey. Just do. Just do it. Yeah. And every step of the way, both of us were kind of saying, this is not working. This is not it. Yeah. And the pressure continued, comply, comply, comply. Yeah. And that compliance did nothing but breed resentment. Yeah. And so for both of us, it became a process of getting out of compliance and giving ourselves permission to be and think and believe and accept. Yeah. You know, just as we come, just accept ourselves as we are. Yeah. And that was really rebellious for the context that we were in. And it was really radical in our mindsets, in our kind of worldviews. Yeah. It was just like, from like our history. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You mean we don't have to walk around as like shame, shame bots. Shame. We can actually value ourselves as we are. Yeah. And so from the inside out, we had huge transitions, but that was really it. That was just like the, for both of us individually, yeah. kind of coming out of that compliance. Mm. It ended a lot of resentment that we'd had for each other for a little while. Anyway. Yeah. And, you know, now it's like we can, we kind of approach our marriage and our whole world a little bit differently. It's honestly just like so much easier. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was so hard and scary to break away from some of those things. Yeah. But now that I have, like I almost don't, like I almost don't remember. It almost feels so unnatural. Yeah. And now when I have those feelings where I start becoming reclusive and like balling up and sort of you know, telling myself a bad story about this. Yeah. I can say like, this is the story that I'm telling myself. Thank you. Brene Brown. Brene Brown, girl. So if you haven't, if you, if you need help with shame, you should read any book by Brene Brown, um, or anything that she's done or listen to her Ted talks or something. She's amazing. And she has helped me a lot, but I will say this, that I didn't, I didn't take those things sort of to heart that she was saying about shame and about dealing with that Mm -hmm. until I, Started actually dealing with my own shame. Yeah, you had to get some individualized therapy to yeah to know what to do with those like tools I, that like, she gives. Like ideals sounded yeah. great, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're just like everything's different, and so my thing was at the beginning of 2017, my whole like goal 
and I said this on the podcast, and I said it everywhere, was to make 2017 the best year yet. And was kind of like, I don't know what could happen in a year's time. Yeah. And I, I think I succeeded. It did not come about the way that I hoped that it would. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Some ways completely unexpected, like different jobs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And some ways completely, like, difficult and hard. But, like, yeah. By December of this year, like, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, totally. Really hard. And still, like, a struggle in, in some ways, just recovering from the whirlwind of the fall. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> man. So, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's how I use technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You definitely answered that question. Yes. And I helped you. Yes. It's okay. That's good. Yeah. No, I think it's good. So, basically, to sort of, like, pull all this together for you... I think that you are using technology to go first, to share your story, and invite people to connect and and into conversation. Mm -hmm. And that makes me super excited for you and just for what those things can be in a world full of, like, just kind of like some bad stuff. Like, 2017 unveiled some... Some rough things in the heart of America. Yeah. Um, but, man, there's this opportunity for honesty and connection and collaboration like never before. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in there and clean it out. <laughs> so. Yeah. We did that. Exposed on, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know. I think we can make a better future for ourselves and for our kids. I think so. I hope so. And I think even, you know, sort of bigger than that, like, I I really do want to, I want to connect. Yeah. And I know, like, I, I'm very uncomfortable meeting new people. Yeah. Mostly I'm uncomfortable with, like, surface level small talk. Well. Um, yeah. But I, I, this year I really do want to engage in really meaningful conversations with people about faith, about, you know. Yeah. Maybe a breakdown in faith, maybe a breakthrough in faith, maybe a shift. Yeah. Because um, I can speak to that. I really experienced that in a very tremendous way in 2017. Yeah. And I like to say it ruined my life, but my life needed to be ruined. <clears throat> and yeah. I've sort of come up for air on the other side. And, I, you know, I'm not a theologian and I'm certainly not whatever. I'm not interested in defining anyone's theology, but I do want to have a conversation Especially with people who, who are inside of, yeah, you know, a faith culture or mm. faith system that is kind of breaking down for them. Like maybe they feel stuck, but also the, it's falling apart. Yeah, and yeah, you know, for me it was like, you know, I I wanted to maintain a belief in God. Yeah, I re- like I, <laughs> I really wanted to. And even on the days when I would, you know, whisper the scariest thing I've ever said, which was, I don't know if I believe in God today. And just break down and cry. Like, even on those days, I still wanted it. I still wanted it to be real. And so I've been able to do some work and find some freedom um, in that has allowed me to maintain that belief and, and really find my faith in a new way. Yeah. That honestly was not welcome in the faith context that I was in before. Yeah. Um, I, you know, 
it's funny when I think about last year and really like a sort of scripture passage that really defined that year for me was like Psalm 23 Mm -hmm. and experiencing those things. Yeah. Like walking through the valley of the shadow of death and like God preparing a table, you know, in the presence of your enemies, like those things, like I... That was something that you, like, recite as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, an easy, you know, passage to remember, but it's, like, there's some really, like, difficult stuff in that. Yeah. But the the sort of picture of that is that, that God does take care of us. And, right. And, and ultimately, like, He is there. So that was the thing that I, I hoped was true. Yeah. And that I still hope is true. Yeah. Which is that God will be God. Mm-hmm. regardless of my th- if my thoughts about God are correct. Um, and some of them were, like, really cruel and awful. Some of the thoughts, some of the beliefs that I brought with me on this yeah. faith journey, you know, that I had been given years and years ago, were horrible. Yeah. Like, they were so untrue, you know. And then some ideas that were considered really dangerous and off-limits to me my entire life have never been more comforting and more true. Yeah. And anyway, um, so this year I want to, I want to connect with people who maybe find themselves in the same place who, you know, I like to say, I have put it this way, the metaphor, the picture Mm -hmm. that I, I sort of experienced was this, it was like there was a dormant volcano inside of me just swirling with doubt and it was never allowed to actually come out, but I knew the pressure was building and I knew it was coming to the surface. And in 2017, I kind of just lost the ability to say no. Like, it just came, you know, it, it just came yeah. out. And yeah. and it was not pretty. The, the, the process was not beautiful. Um, we, I lost some really great friends. I lost a lot of um, sort of like faith community members. Yeah. There were, there were some losses that were really painful. Um, but what I have gained from that is hope and faith and an actual trust in God and not just in my understanding of God. And, and I want to share that with whomever finds themselves in a similar, similar place on the journey. And so that's what I mean by, I would like to build, I would like to be a bridge. I would like to be the bridge for someone who has always experienced God and faith in this one way and it's kind of falling apart but they don't know how to experience God in another way. I want to I want to be the bridge. I want to use the experience that I have to help other people find healing and yeah. hope in a situation that seems pretty hopeless. Yeah. It's not. So it's not. if you want to engage with Cammy, I would suggest that you Follow her on Instagram. I talk a lot about my kids. Not all the time. I'm just giving a warning. Like, I'm a mother, so... There's kid talk. There's not just serious talk. True. And also, I'm pretty funny on Instagram. I'm not very funny here today. This is very serious. I know. This conversation is so heavy. It's okay. This is what I do, though. This is... Man, this is weekly. You're like, let's do weekly. Let's do a little small talk. And I'm like, let's talk about my faith crisis of 2017. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, I'm talking about the intersection of technology and faith. And and those things intersected in a real brutal way for you in 2017. It's true. It's real true. So what's your... I don't don't even remember what your Instagram handle is. It's Cross Eaton. 
Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes, too. I mean, I follow you. I know. I followed you for a long time. I don't remember what yours is, either. I start typing your name, and Instagram mine tells is, me what it mine is. Mine is James, like, underscore Eaton. Oh, yeah. Because regular James Eaton was taken. There's a James Eaton in Tennessee who's a pedophile. He's on the registry. Unfortunately, that's true. And whenever we've gotten to, like, you know, register for, like, new apartments or something and they do a background check, they're like, um... Like, not me. That's not me. Different middle name, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Different middle name, different birth date. Yeah, anyways. So, um... (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram. You can you can edit that out. You can cut that out. I'm probably gonna leave it. No, <laughs> leave it in. This is real life. <laughs> this is real life. Well, um, thanks for thanks for being my my like special guest here on Weekly. You're welcome. You can't do an episode with me that's under an hour long. You know, for someone who who likes who doesn't love talking, um, apparently podcasting is your is your medium. It's just you. You bring it out of me. Well, that's good to hear. So yeah, you can you can follow along on our journey, and we'll keep you updated. And um, I'll, we'll we'll come back like in July. We were gonna and, do that last year. Yeah, but since this will work, this will work well with my schedule. Yeah. So we'll pick up another extra episode here in about six months, and we'll check in and see how uh, how it's going in 2018. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of Weekly, and uh, we'll see you next week every Thursday a new episode drops so just subscribe in iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, we'll see you next week on Weekly you want to say anything? bye alright no that's terrible <laughs> you want to say anything else? <laughs>